0: Welcome to Management and Mimosas, a podcast that aims to empower and grow a new generation of managers and leaders. We bring you our personal experiences, laughter, tears, and mimosas. We invite you to join us as we journey through leadership together. Cheers. Hey, y'all. So welcome back to another great episode of Management and Mimosas. Today's topic we'll focus on is Lonely at the Top in regards to being a leader um so i guess i'll start for me i feel when i hear you know it's it's lonely at the top or what does that i guess mean for me um it's it's like going from uh kind of and i guess i'll give an example of high school right of like you're you're in the the A crowd, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe you're all with all the the cool kids at school, and then something happens and you get kicked out the group. <laughs> they no longer want to associate with you anymore mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so I liken that to the same as you know becoming a leader. You you were once you know in the bullpen, right, and now you have your own office as a, as a similarity, right? And now they're like, oh, well, we can't really invite Danielle or talk to her anymore because she's not one of them. Mm -hmm. She's a leader and she's not one of us. Um, And sometimes I can have feelings of loneliness because everyone wants to feel included. But then there also has to be boundaries as you progress in your career. Yeah.
1: I think um, one of the aspects of it being lonely at the top is that one we don't talk about it, right? Like we we don't talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. So the everyone's like, "Yay, congratulations! You moved up, you know, or you got promoted, or you got whatever, you know, whatever happens." But nobody sits back. You know, if you try to acknowledge, like, "Man, like I feel weird. Like this vibe right. is different." Um, you try to raise that, people are looking at you like what are you complaining about you mm-hmm. got a promotion yep. you got like goodness out of this yep. go you're hush are in your mouth. now <laughs> yeah go hush your mouth and like you know be happy this well, what's going on but it's a valid feeling right it's like without a shadow of a doubt okay to say like i feel this transition has challenges it's not complaining it's just notating and acknowledging how you're feeling yeah absolutely
2: and also acknowledging you know the, this is something that you never expected once mm-hmm. you achieved a certain level. Right. Um, for me, I um, when I kind of elevated and I got my last promotion, I mean, it was just a bunch of different things I was feeling, you know, it was something that I had achieved um, in a shorter amount of time than I expected. So on one hand, I had a whole lot of people that were happy for me. Then I had others who said, well, you just got your last promotion like two or three years ago. So um, it was more so coming across as they, they didn't feel like I deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. So I had to, in a nice, nasty way, let them know. <laughs> <that> <laughs> nice I absolutely <laughs> worked my butt off. And while I didn't go into the details of all the things that I had achieved to get to that level, mm-hmm. I really, my parting thought for them was, if you focus more on yourself and what you're doing or not doing then maybe you can get to the same level I am mm-hmm. and then we politely ended the conversation after that
1: that was a nasty nice piece <laughs> yeah I mean it, you know there was some more in there but I won't go into detail but it, it
2: was just like the audacity and it was it was a, a handful of people who kind of you know felt that one felt comfortable enough to you know say something like that to me Mm -hmm. to try to diminish my accomplishments and it was just you know purely out of uh, I'll just say it was jealousy that I would gotten there um, and they hadn't yet and they'd been at that level a whole lot longer than I had but they didn't even take into consideration like all I had been through Mm -hmm. and endured to get to that level Um, didn't take into consideration that I was performing at the level that I am now for a number of years without having
1: gotten that promotion formally. It's funny because that makes me think back to, I know we've talked about this, Mm -hmm. at my own promotion ceremony for like my last promotion which you know was several years ago, Um, having a particular individual walk up to me like after the conclusion of you know this really nice like formal promotion ceremony. Um, And being like hey congratulations who the hell would have thought you would have been the first one out of us you know us being mm-hmm. like you know a group of people who started in the workplace at the same time um i know you smacked them down didn't you i was actually <laughs> so shocked i mean I, I didn't have a reaction at all whatsoever i was just so shocked that someone would have the audacity to say that you know and i wish right. in the moment i would have had a comeback but i was just so stunned that that person felt comfortable like verbalizing what they did because my first thought was f you dude mm-hmm. amongst other things that were going through my head <laughs> um but i really didn't have a comeback like i was just stunned um it's like such a proud moment mm-hmm. such a proud achievement because having worked my ass off right to then have it be diminished by someone coming in and be like well, who would have thought you would be the first well dude if you thought you were gonna be the first you know step up to the plate. right like it's called put on your hard work hat and come to work and show up and show out mm-hmm. and if you can't do that and others can don't be mad at that right mm-hmm. so like i feel yeah i'm right there with you mm-hmm. Like that was such a a moment i look back on and i'm like i always go back and I'm like, i wish i would have said x y and z yeah you know which would have started with m and would have ended with an f <laughs> <laughs> and you know some probably Cuss words, both in English and Spanish. at that point.
0: But you know, I think you know a lot of times we don't talk about which you know we were reading in the the ink article of, but it's okay, mm-hmm. right? It's it's okay to feel lonely, and sometimes that's a good thing, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like even hearing myself say that, I'm like, how? Because it's always you want to be included, right. you want to be a part of the party but in the professional world right as you are climbing that professional ladder and you are a leader or an executive right then you have to draw that line um and sometimes that does have give the feelings of loneliness because when you walk into the room and everyone's talking and then they automatically get quiet because you're there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like y'all can continue to talk like we we're talking about right you know how's everybody's weekend you know what's going on and then give you the it was great hey you know enjoy time with the family how about you like i'm i'm really asking because i want to know right not you know you just give me a generic answer because you know i'm the boss and you don't want to say anything that you think i'm then later going to use against you right but it i think it helps create those healthy boundaries so when you have to have those hard conversations you know rather work performance or something else right it's It's not going to be awkward because you were just at that person's son's birthday party.
2: And that also can, um, that's very relevant when you've worked in an area or on a team where you were at the line level and then you come to manage that same team and all the same people are there, so you know all their little dirty secrets, you know (laughs) the type of employees that they are, you know the types of things that they were saying about management behind their back and you can immediately feel the change Mm -hmm. in how you're treated once you fleet up to, to that level.
1: Yeah, I mean, I personally have not been from an line level up to like a leadership role within the same team, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been in some ways, I guess, less maybe, maybe not. of it. <laughs> like moving to like a completely new environment when I've had those leaps. Um, but my experience has been then, you know, people I may have worked with years ago are then now working for me, mm-hmm. you know, in the present. Um, I don't, I, and they're in my chain of command, like mm-hmm. below my chain of command, like mm-hmm. within as me as a supervisor or manager, um, and that's an interesting dynamic where they're kind of like trying to suss you out of, are we friend or foe? What's going <laughs> on? But to your point, right. it's like we have boundaries here. Right. Right? Yeah, um, yeah, we can joke about, you know, sure we were at a house party together, you know, fifteen years ago when we were, you know, young, single, and stupid. Um, but guess what? That was fifteen years ago. I'm no longer that same person. You're no longer that same person. Um, so it's cute that you think that's relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I had someone who would re- make references quite a bit to my husband. Like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, like, your husband's a cool dude. He would like this, and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be thinking to myself, like, you don't even really know my spouse like that. You know, you knew them, like, once at a house party 15 years ago. Right. right? From whatever you know fantasy football league or what have you (laughs) so like let's not even try to pretend that you actually know anything about my current life right so but from the loneliness aspect I just I go back to what Danielle was saying of um it's a thin line of trying to bond with your team Mm -hmm. and feel like um you're in with them very closely right but then no one can really put um your rank and title out of their minds. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still very, you have the aspect of those who you may have grown up with an organization who forget your rank and title, and then those who, you know, didn't know you then, but right. like know you now, who can't forget your rank and exactly. title. So it's like two distinct scenarios, but the outcome is still the same where you're feeling lonely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and
0: you know, I guess for me, And probably for you guys as well like you know moving up faster right (laughs) than than some of your your peers um because like i remember when you know i got my promotion of course you know some of you had a lot of people that were were happy for me but there were a lot of like people within my peer group that i did not hear from at all until like maybe we were in a meeting together or just i don't know just happened to need something and was emailing about it. Then I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, way. congratulations.
1: With that same little fix button. Mm -hmm. You're
0: right. So I was like, well, do you generally mean it, genuinely mean it, or you're just saying it because now we're having a conversation? Like, if you don't want to say it, don't say it. like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. It's noted, right? But at the same time, you know, as you said, like, do you realize everything that I've done to get to that point?
2: And it's really telling when you see them congratulate other people right. who have promoted, but they conveniently don't do that yes. for you. Yes. So just, you know, something that you know, just take it in stride, though.
1: So I'll pay a little bit of devil's double, advocate here, you know, thinking through all the times that I got passed over, you know, in various points in my career, because none of us are perfectionists. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We may think that sometimes, but all the time. <laughs> um, you know i think we have to sometimes allow people to have those salty moments yeah you know right. and they they need to work through that themselves right. and the key element is that we're not taking on those emotions ourselves Right. and it took me a long time to learn that it took me a long time to learn that if you don't congratulate me and you're not like super excited for my accomplishments it's not a reflection on me right. and it's not a reflection on um, what I've done, and I've not, I have to have a buffer within myself to not care as much. Um, but it takes a long time, at least for me, to build up that wall to not care. So now I'm to a point in my life where there are key individuals who I want to know that they have as much pride in my accomplishments as I do because I value their opinion and their position in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I would feel salty if y'all didn't say something to me. But, um, there are others where I'm like, okay, moving on. All right. Thank you. Um, but it's. It, I think that's that piece too of just you're getting to a point, you know, eventually where right. you're going to realize that circle, um, the ones who really matter, yeah. those are the ones you really care about. Yeah. And then everybody else, you're like, okay. And I will honestly say, several years ago, like my last major promotion, I didn't that way and it's taken me a long time to get myself in that mental space
2: yeah I totally agree with that um, we, we've all been there where and this is something I um, am particularly pointed in telling my mentees in our organization every single year at every single level you're going to see people that get promoted and you know they should not have been promoted um, and sometimes they get promoted before you do Um, focus on yourself and I promise you when you get your promoted you're not even gonna think about that I mean that is like so true Um, and I'll never forget um, this one year in particular this was years ago there was somebody kind of in our peer group who got promoted about um, before any of us did and we were really working hard we know she didn't do anything but kiss um, top management's butt every single day um to get that promotion, and I mean, we were like everybody at that level was up in arms about it, so fast forward when I got my current um promotion, that lady is still at that level. she was um at the time we were all up in arms, and she reached out to me and really tried to say that you know I know how to play the game, pretty much alluding to like I didn't work hard um to get where I was, so mm-hmm. I sent her a very long. Paragraph, pretty much telling her why she was wrong, and um, really, I was really very defensive because I was pissed that she had the nerve to say that mm-hmm. to me, considering that everybody knew she didn't do anything to get her last promotion. And at the end, like she, she definitely got my tone um, in the message back to her, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm not saying you didn't work hard. Well, you didn't say that at all. Yeah. So let me remind you that right. I did.
0: I mean, I, again, it's a uh like you said, crystal, it's a reflection of how others feel about themselves mm-hmm. and not necessarily, you know, how we should feel about ourselves and, and we should be happy with our achievements and proud of the things that we've done to accomplish it but know that others have different perspectives
2: right.
0: and that's okay. But when they think that it's okay to share mm-hmm. those perspectives in a very negative way, then there lies a problem.
1: Agreed, wholeheartedly agreed. That's where sometimes you want to sit back and say, did your mom not teach you anything? What is wrong with you? Like, come on, right. talk about having some good manners and decorum. Right. right. And that's
2: that's when you really have to be confident in your capabilities and abilities. Right. And I've um, even responded to somebody before who um, made a comment about my promotion and they didn't get one. And I, I just ultimately told them, well, the right people felt like I needed to get promoted mm-hmm. that particular yeah. year and chill them
0: down and that's all that matters that's the all end that matters the yes like you're not me you're not walking in my shoes you don't know my story mm-hmm. just say congratulations
1: or don't say anything at all you right know? like
0: point blank period right. let's move
1: on so in some ways a lot of the stuff we're ta- touching upon um are triggers for imposter syndrome mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you know where we have to have a degree of confidence in ourselves and i joke and say it's me tapping into my inner Foxy Cleopatra, <laughs> you know, the whole like fake it till make it concept, where you know tapping into that that degree of confidence that I may not have in that moment, but I'm trying to force myself to embody, right. Um, so that I can have like almost that um, that shield up to like bounce those comments off mm-hmm. and right. just let it be, um, because I feel like there's such I go back to that trigger point, there's such an element that if you allow yourself to internalize so many of those things, you're going on the spiral of, well, did I really earn this? Did Mm -hmm. I really want to do this? Um, Am I as skilled as I think I am? Mm -hmm. And really kind of going down that rabbit hole, which then has a trickle effect on how you manage, how you lead, because then you're second-guessing yourself, and I think that's something where... The quicker we can learn how to move beyond um, caring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a fine line, you want to care but you don't want to care Right. about other people's emotions, right. the better off we'll be at deflecting those things. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that I'm still, um, I would say working through, you know, it's just the, the caring factor. Because I'm naturally, like I care, like I care about everyone, you know, mm-hmm. want everyone to be happy naturally, mm-hmm. positive, that's me. Um, but then there comes a line where I have to, you know, draw a line in the sand. Like, okay, Danielle, this is taking more time and energy. Like, you're allowing them to live rent free in your head. Yes. Like, for no reason. They're not thinking about you. But the words that they've said to you, like, just keep repeating mm-hmm. over and over in my mind. And why? Right. Why do I care so much? Mm-hmm. Where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. And again, it's the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, I, I know that I've... You know moved rather quickly than others believe that i should have but i also know the skill sets that i bring to the table right and what i have to offer and i know that i deserve to be here and you're not going to tell me any differently um but still you know it's just well i'm senior and i have 25 years of experience okay great and i respect every single 25 years of it <laughs> and i know that i can learn from you <laughs> but don't try to diminish me, right. right, because I don't have the years in. But there is still something that I bring to the table, which is why they put me in the position that I'm in.
2: And sometimes when people um, make those negative comments about you, a lot of times it's things that I've thought about myself. So if I hear somebody else say, right, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, is it really true? Yeah. Are other people thinking this about me too i really don't belong here i really don't deserve right. some of the things i've rec- i've received in my career and and that will send you in a in a spiral as mm-hmm. well but when it comes down to it you really have to ask yourself what is true right uh, what's really valid don't let other people project their feelings about um ultimately what they feel about themselves onto right. you right yeah i would
1: yeah i support all of that um so I think it's interesting because one of the statements you made about, you know, someone who has 25 years of experience mm-hmm. and like respecting every year that they have, um, there's different skill sets. We all inherently have different skill sets, right. you know. We have people who are sustainers in the workplace. Right. And we need those people, you know, because it keeps the business moving. Right. There there are steady eddies. You know, right. sorry for any ladies like out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, you know, we have our people who are the disruptors. You know, they're yeah. really focused on how do we shake things up, how mm-hmm. do we move right. our organization forward, um, and they think differently, right. they act differently, um, they're wired differently. Um, then you have some people who can straddle both and move right. between different mm-hmm. roles depending on the situation, circumstances that they are. I like to think of myself as like the, being able to move between both roles. Right. Um, someone else can probably tell me no. <laughs> but I, I think of myself that way. But I, I think about the fact that that individual who may have been in place for 25 years may not have taken advantage of the opportunities ahead of them or may not have leaned into, hey, there are these difficult problems to solve right. in the organization or really hard jobs to go after. And you're staying in a very sweet comfort zone of mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be steady Eddie over here. yep, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do this, you know the cakewalk jobs. am not going to extend myself too much but I know all three of us have stepped into very difficult roles mm-hmm. and sometimes very much out of our comfort zone very much mm-hmm. you know something <laughs> and screaming of like I didn't ask for this um, I don't want to do this but you know you have others behind you nudging you and saying yeah. like hey like you really can do this mm-hmm. you're highly capable right? right go go rock it out yeah. Um, and that's a distinction as well like again you, you can have been in a position for as long as you want to be, but if you haven't actually um, delivered or accomplished something throughout that time, like just because your tenure is long doesn't mean that you're actually working at the right. level that you think you're working.
2: And that's where right. self-awareness <laughs> definitely comes into play. Because I think in our environment, and I don't think it's exclusive to our environment, there is. A sense of entitlement that mm. I put in this number of years, yes. I know these people, mm-hmm. why am I not where you are or where yeah. this other person is where I think I should be i mean that that's that that to me yeah. that's a, a to a degree of self deception yes,
1: mm. yep. Yeah. That's a great point right now. Yes. I yes. Book, leadership and self-deception. <laughs> yes. I was just which thinking is a about phenomenal that. book yes. that's out there. If you guys have not read it, strongly recommend it. Yes. It's the um, Arbinger Institute um, authors it, but it is a great book to read or audio to listen to. It's Leadership and Self Deception and Getting Out of the Box. Yes. Highly recommend.
0: Yes, we'll have to put that in the link. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's a phenomenal book, actually. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. I, I like how you put those. Though. Yeah. And I know, again, like you said, Crystal, we are, like, kind of getting off topic. Kind of kinda, we, we, have. we are. We're
1: <laughs> off
2: topic. It's what we intended. We'll we're have to go really, we'll back to, to Yeah, you know, We'll go back into how this all makes us feel lonely sometimes.
0: <laughs> but I think it's relevant, right? It because is. at the end of the day, so, and as an article we were looking at, you know, from ink, there's a difference between feeling lonely, right, and what, what those feelings of loneliness mean to you, mm-hmm. and I think we've all spoke to like how, how we feel lonely versus being in a chronic state, right? of feeling lonely. You know mm-hmm. And if you're in a chronic state, then maybe there are some other things that you kind of need to figure out, you know, maybe talking to a therapist,, mm-hmm. right, and working on those issues. But I think, you know, as you move up in leadership or in the executive ranks, then you're always going to feel a sense of wow like it's just me because there there has to be some type of, of boundary set between you and your support it just it is what it is at the end of the day you're not there to be their friend
1: right yeah you can I think I've always said this I can be friendly right I don't need to be your friend um, and it's hard sometimes because sometimes you find employees that you love and they're mm-hmm. phenomenal and right. they're like as soon as I'm not in this job anymore, <laughs> you're about to be about BFF. Yeah. Um, and that's wonderful, right. but it is hard. Like when you're trying to maintain those boundaries, especially when you're trying to, you have to convey a sense of fairness to the totality of the team yeah. and not look like, okay, this is my favorite one. Mm. Um, but and I will say it. Yes, it sure will. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you're like wanting to stay away from that. But I think, you know, where we originally started with this entire conversation of the loneliness piece, and being comfortable with that, you know, as you're you're moving up, it's not just like mental loneliness. Sometimes it's just a physical loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have your team, they bonded together really tightly. Sometimes I hate to say it, their bonding may be like complaining about you yeah. as a supervisor a manager, mm-hmm. or manager. Yeah. Or leader. Um, and I'll let you take that in a second. And sometimes it's the fact that, you know, they go off and do team things and you're not included in that at all times. But that's okay, and that's all right, because it means that they've gelled together, which is what you want them to do, as long as they haven't you know, formed a unity. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's okay to recognize that you know, as a supervisor or manager or leader with your, your team, your subordinates, that sometimes you're going to be in the in-crowd with them, and, and they're going to want you there, and they're going to want socialize, and they're going right. to get to know you on a personal level. And other times it's okay because you don't want to be in the fray, especially when there's drama. You're right, like, right. I don't want to be in the middle of all this drama. Like, I need to be neutral. I need to yeah. be over here in my corner.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so,
1: you know, I was raising
0: my hand over here <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, you know, my team, my previous team at one point was like bonding, you know, over. They're just like for me, and I'll say it nicely, and I, you know, and I don't even know if it was just like a personal dislike but just more so professional, right? right. We you know, as we alluded to in a a previous episode is um a pace setter and so that always doesn't work for, for people, right? Um and and you know, so they would have like team lunches and celebrate birthdays and you know, they bring in cake and you know have little like things throughout the day. And I and I'd hear about it. I don't know Oh, nobody invited me. I'm like I I right, right, like I would love to participate. And mm-hmm. if I knew it was your birthday, like I would have got you a birthday card, you know. But then I had to think, you know, it's it's okay because they're bonding mm-hmm. and they're jolly. and ultimately that's good for the greater mission because they get each other, and you want your teams to to jive well um you know and so whether you know that gelling over you <laughs> you know kind of like gorilla glue where it's going to stick and it's not coming off <laughs> no. you know it,
1: that's
0: so what I'm since thinking.
1: we're talking about it can you talk through kind of how it made you feel mm-hmm. right and how you work through those feelings <laughs>
0: yeah um so i think initially i i'm not gonna lie i did feel kind of sad like i just like, again, I'll go back to the analogy I used at the beginning of, like, I was once in the cool club and then I got kicked out. And I was on my own island and nobody wanted to sit with me at the lunch table. I'll sit with you at the lunch table. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, but, you know, I just, you know, and after lots of conversations with mentors and, you know, my supervisors that kind of understand that i really had to just kind of check my feelings like understand i was having them Mm -hmm. but there was nothing wrong right i was doing everything that i had been asked to do the mission was moving forward at point in time where my team needed me to be there for them as a person i was there so Mm -hmm. i was doing all the right things that i should have been doing now did they always agree with the direction that I wanted to go in? No, right? So, of course, that would cause some discontentment, especially when you have a view that you feel strongly about. But at the end of the day, like, this is a direction that was set by my leadership. This is how we're marching. Um, But just knowing that it, it it, it's okay. And to continue to lead them and to be there for them and to advocate for them because that's what they need at the end of the day. They need me to be their friend or to be, you know, figure out how to be in the in club and get them what they wanted. That's, that's, that's not how a leader should work. So at the end of the day, I had to come to that realization and be okay with not being invited to the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And that was fine, but still saying, hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. I hope you have an awesome day. Right? And moving on with my day.
1: Well, I'm curious because I always I love picking Jen's <laughs> and so because I think um, the three of us have such distinct personalities and distinct approaches. Um, I always think of like when I think of Jen in the workspace, I think of like Samuel L. Jackson you know, <laughs> as a manager um, because of, of your you're just like not dealing with these people. <laughs> 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 That's the that just came to my mind. <laughs> Um, So I'm curious, like for you at work, like how have you gotten yourself to a space where you necessarily didn't care how people felt about you or liked you um, as a person, like Mm -hmm. what did you do? Um, It
2: took a while for me to get there because as much as some people will try to say, oh, I don't care what people think Mm -hmm. about me, we all care, you know, in general, we want to be liked. So as Danielle was talking, I started to think about At the time when I felt the loneliest um, was probably two positions ago and I was managing this team. Um, They didn't have respect for leadership and I made like I could sense that just like my first week in the office. Um, They had a good relationship with my uh, counterpart. But um, what they didn't realize is that my counterpart was like extremely duplicitous. So all day. He would be sitting in office with me, trash talking the team, but be BFFs with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I knew he was trash talking me, and I actually found out later that he was, and confronted him about, about it. <laughs> Same. But um, yeah, no, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't mean about it, but I was like very direct. And she I was like, nasty. I think I scared him. But that's fine. Yeah.
0: We're gonna coin that
2: term. <laughs> um, but what. Ultimately, the conclusion I came to is that this team had never been held accountable for their actions. They exhibited very bad behavior, extremely poor customer service. It's the only job that I was in, and I I only was there for like a year and a half. Um, But every single day that I came in, we were getting constant complaints from customers. So that that grates on you over time. And so I'm, you know, really trying my best to try to pinpoint what the issues um, were. I knew what they were, and I tried my best to to rectify them. But that involved me holding people accountable. And as soon as I did that, the entire team turned on me. So it was very hard for me mm-hmm. to go into work every day. I mean, it was affecting my sleep. So Sunday through Thursday, I could not get any more than four hours of sleep at night. Wow. And then Friday through Sun. Friday and Saturday nights I would sleep for like 12 hours just trying to make up for um, the sleep I wasn't getting um, during the week but I had to get to a point where um, the quality of the work in that job was imperative to the success of the team and it just wasn't happening. They would do things if they didn't like the customer they wouldn't be responsive to them for like eight months and that was just Mm. outrageous or if the person the very the person at the very top of the organization wanted something um, in, in one case. Uh, two people that were working on the project who were working for me had the nerve to come back and say, uh, we're not going to have, we're not going to be able to deliver us in time that we initially said, well, I asked you how long it was going to take you to do this and now you're telling me it's going to take you double amount of time. And so I immediately went to their direct manager and said that they didn't have it done, that I was going to fire them. And so, you know, that, that wasn't received well either, but I had just had enough at that point. So it just got progressively worse um, until I left. And I was willing to take drastic measures to even, I was ready to fire the entire team, uh, which would have, would have had a major impact in the workflow in that entire organization. Um, but that, that's just how bad it had gotten. Um, so it was it was difficult to put my personal feelings um, to the side because to this day, I, I don't like most of those people. I never want to see them again. Um, if they ever have the misfortune of um, coming to my organization, <laughs> like I couldn't even allow them. That's how bad, um, of, the that's how bad of employees that, that, that they were. Um, but it, it was hard to manage my feelings. Um, it was hard to not be petty, but I had to just remind myself okay well I have a reputation to maintain it's been good throughout my career so far let me just focus on what's happening and what's not happening Um, put to the side that I don't like these people and they don't like me but this work is going to get done and I remember uh, the person that was in charge at the time you all know this person very well Um, as soon as she left our partnership organizations said immediately they saw a change in how things were were being run right down there. Mm-hmm. So that let me know that I was being wow. effective. Um, eventually, our manager came to say, "Oh, you know, we're seeing these changes. Like, you know, um, so they were giving me kudos. So I really had to rely on the fact that some people saw the changes I was trying to implement. They understood it. They were happy with it, even though my team wasn't. Right. But that that was just very tough for me. Like I, I still have PTSD from that that position. I just I want nothing to do with that organization. Um, I tried to steal people away from it. That's how bad the experience was. <laughs> wow. Um but I, w- I was not my best self. Um I probably would say I was a poor leader, um, in a lot of cases because of how I dealt with some of the things, because there were some times where um, I absolutely did not care that I was being petty about some of the things that um, was happening and some of the treatment that I was receiving. So uh, I definitely wasn't at my best, um, but I learned a lot from that. And the position I got in after that, it was the complete opposite. I mean, that team, <laughs> the team still loves me to this day. But I went into that um, position with the mindset, okay, I cannot do some of the things that I did here and expect to be effect- an effective leader. Um, so uh, it, it thankfully that kind of turned my feelings and my perceptions about leadership and management um around right but it, it was rough it was really rough
1: and we all need a moment to let that <laughs> sink in i'm still stuck on the sleep high. i know yeah, that's, that's the part the, that yeah. like you know again like loneliness isn't just an emotional state um or stress isn't just an emotional state there's such a physical impact to our health and our well-being and i think that's something that we oftentimes overlook Mm -hmm. you know especially when you know your body starts to manifest your feelings
2: and i was super pissed when i tried to go to my home organization explain to them hey this isn't working out this isn't what i thought it was this is not The, the most important thing was not benefiting my career in any way Um, And they pretty much told me to suck it up. So, like, and I I was, like, physically ill a lot Mm. during that, um, my time in that organization. It kind of, it made me not respect my management um, in my home organization because I shouldn't have, not have been expected to endure that. It It was tough. Yeah.
0: Right. And health and wellness is a big part you know of our, our day-to-day and especially in the working environment like you need to have a good work-life balance yeah mm-hmm. right and if you're only getting four hours of sleep because of what you're enduring on the job mm-hmm. I mean not only that's going to affect you professionally it's going to affect you personally
1: yeah I mean selfishly I have think about how it's to impact you commuting <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't affect us drivers on the road right. but yeah like right. all of that like it's just that's mind-boggling to me because um I think you know. Typically, when we say work-life balance, people assume it's work-life balance for like family obligations. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really is no. It's like work-life balance of who I am completely as a person. Right. right. Separate from being, you know, a spouse. Separate from being a parent. Um, I'm a woman first and foremost. You know, right. individual human being with needs to decompress. Mm-hmm. Needs to, mm-hmm. you know, settle down and and. Um, let my mind relax, yes. have creative outlets, oh, mm-hmm. you know, various things like that, where I think we tend to forget that aspect of the mm-hmm.
2: wellness as well. Yeah, and I, I called out six so many, like I've never called out six so many times in a job as I did that one, just because some days I just could not, I was right. like, I cannot do it today. Oh, wow. And it was like almost every pay period. And then the days I did go in from, and I would wake up like clockwork between 2.45 and 3.15 until I forced myself to get up at five or six or whenever I wanted to go in that entire hour or two, I was convincing myself to go in and not call in. It's like, it was that bad.
1: Wow. You're coaching
2: yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and this right here is definitely, definitely another topic that mm-hmm. we should talk about, mm-hmm. um, You know, when it, especially because the month of May is mental health awareness mm-hmm. month. So definitely mm-hmm. we should, uh talk about this in in greater detail because it's it's something that is I i still think we don't talk about enough i think Mm -hmm. we're getting a lot better Mm -hmm. now yeah right in the professional world of like talking about our mental health and you know physical conditions and like really what the stress is doing to us um but i still think you know a a lot more needs to be done and like i don't know I'm going to advocate for. I think um, we should have a mental health bucket of <laughs> <laughs> days off and it should not come oh, out yes. of my annual or sick leave. I think that should be totally separate and I should be able to have, you know, yeah, 40 hours of, of mental health days. Mm-hmm. So take them as you see fit. I'm mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. we'll you advocate for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably won't idea, get actually. far with that. But, yeah. uh-huh. Actually, you, you, I think you'd be surprised. I think, you know, given the environments and whatnot. Nowadays, just, you know, nationally and, and worldwide, coming right. I mean, out of COVID. Yeah. People are less tolerant of things that don't sit well with them. Right. So exactly.
0: We're just friends. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Well maybe it's something I will you know throw out there and, and see who you know I can get behind it. Well I know we've we've kinda dove in and out. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, this topic of is lonely at the top, so I want to say, I think we hit it from our perspective of how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we we kind of a broader overview of like what it essentially means to have the feelings of lonely at the top. Um, is there anything else that you guys like want to share? We should impart knowledge on.
1: I think just one, just remembering kind of what you hit upon, Danielle, there's a difference between having a moment of loneliness and being in a chronic state of loneliness. And then having enough self-awareness to understand, am I struggling with a mental health issue or am I struggling with stress management and um, navigating the work environment? And understanding that there's two different paths to supporting yourself in that. Um, And then also that it's okay transitioning into a role, whether you're a new supervisor or a new manager, and feeling that separation from your team, it's okay if you feel like, oh man, I'm not one of the cool kids right. anymore. <laughs> you know, and I'm at a different lunch table. That's perfectly fine. So I'd be right. curious to hear, like, you know, our listeners, like, what their response is. You know, how they may have felt, whether it's lonely in the workplace right. or lonely in their role. Yeah, um, I think we'll get some really good insights. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, for me, I just want to kind of touch on what I do, what I did or do when I. To combat loneliness, right. especially um, as this discussion kind of centered around us fleeting up or um, advancing in our careers, really I had to kind of readjust, um, like who who was in my peer group, so to speak, um, especially the ones who felt like um, that I was gonna behave differently or not be myself. Um, with some people, the people that I really cared about um, and that I wanted to remain in the circle, I went on my way to the show to them like, no, like I'm still the person I was when I entered this organization back in 2005. Um, I just have more responsibilities and right. I handle those responsibilities a little bit differently. Right,
0: absolutely. All great points, definitely. Well, it's been another great episode of Management Mimosas and so many more. Yes. Cheers, Cheers. ladies.